everyone. Welcome back to GFT, Geeks and Family Therapy. And <laughs> I am your wonderful host, Kat LaForgia, and of course, my lovely, lovely co-host. I'm Leah. How are you today? So we've, we've had a bit of a hiatus. Um, I've been kind of battling allergies, cold, congestion, and laryngitis, which apparently makes for horrible podcasting kind of sort of just a little bit yeah um but do you know how i got all of that shannon no no it wasn't my husband i got it because i decided to uh do one of my geeky geeky things which is ghost hunting oh yeah Uh, you can do that on your own you can have fun (laughs) there is an old saying in jamaica it says duppy know who to frighten that means it knows who to follow it knows exactly who it, it should chase and i am the one that it should chase and I do not mess with Duppy. Yeah, so um, I went to Eastern State Penitentiary, which is a very old prison in Pennsylvania. Where the and, killer was killed. Of course. Uh, and it opened, I think, in like the 1800s. And they had like this really weird thing. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because it kind of like focused on some of my psych geek also. Oh, dear. Because they believed that if people were left into solitary confinement, that they would be... Um, that they would be fine and they would be okay and they would be able to do their time and kind of just go on with their life. Oh, because being by (coughs) yourself is always a good idea. Yes. So um, what they ended up doing is they would bring in a prisoner with a hood on their head um, and then they would put them in the cell. And the cell is, they literally had their own cell um, and the cell had a door in the back of it that entered into the exercise yard, but it was an ex- their own solitary exercise yard. Oh. So when I say these people were literally in solitary confinement 24-7, they were literally in solitary consi- confinement 24-7. So if they had a 15-year sentence, they were in solitary confinement for 15 years. Oh, no TV and no beer, make Homer something something. Go crazy? <laughs> Don't mind if I do! so um which is i i really like the psychology of that aspect because it goes to the like what the hell were they thinking but um this is also a time where one of the other places that i want to go see soon is penhurst asylum um and it was originally called like penhurst uh asylum for the mentally disturbed and epileptic oh okay that sounds like there is some electric shock um, therapy going on there. Probably. And it's another supposedly very haunted spot. Because um, they were electrocuted. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to go check that out again, uh, both for the ghost hunting geek that I, that I am and the uh, psychology nerd that I am. I really love to understand those aspects. Um, and I think we'll probably do uh, one of those episodes where we go, why do people do stupid things like go ghost hunting, especially someone who has like a severe education and goes to school like forever. Um, why would they do and submit themselves to something like this? Um, I think this may be a good episode we should do at a later date. What do you think? Um, I have like one singular a- a- answer. Crazy white people? Yeah. <laughs> You said it, not me, uh, so I get away with it. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'll say it. 
Um, but I would like to get a, ho- a, a, a guest for that one who is a high priestess in the coven that I know. Nice. So if maybe we could do that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> As I said, that be no hoof of frightening. <laughs> So now that I spoke about that little geeky excursion that's left me very, very sick for a long time. Um, you know what? It was the duppy that did it. it, it you know what? I think it's I'm allergic to ghosts. Their ectoplasm kind of just... So you're freaking me out just a little bit? Because it's <laughs> like, oh my God. Because of all the things I would be allergic to, that sounds like a legitimate allergy for me. Like, yeah, so yeah, I'm allergic to ghosts. I'm allergic to ghosts. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sniffle, sniffle, cough, like, cough. Achoo. Uh-oh, Grandpa? <laughs> I'm sorry for people who really believe in ghosts and everything. I, I do believe in them, yes. Um, but still this is this is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um you have fun with that. Yes, that will be by my damn self, I know. <laughs> Alright, so let's get to our topic Woo! for tonight. Um, so one thing that Lee and I always talk about is of course we like geeky culture and we like we have our specific superheroes that we like. Um, but the other thing is how do we use this with children? Um, especially with uh Leah doing foster care and myself doing family base. I see children. Um right now I just got a client who is um, eight years old, uh, eight-year-old little girl. She's very, very fond of Disney princesses, but the family's also very religious, so it's uh, specific Disney princesses. Any princess that does, has never kissed on screen. So uh, nope, not Ariel, not uh, um. This wait, Cinderella? No. Wait, okay. So it's literally the Frozen princesses, Moana, oh, um, yeah. Mulan. Mulan. Well, she kisses in like next the next movie. Yeah, nobody nobody really saw the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I'm really going down the list because Snow White definitely got kissed. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty definitely got kissed. Yeah. Tiana got kissed. Like that was the entire storyline. Yes. Um, Cinderella got kissed. Yeah. Um, Pocahontas. Yep. Did she? Yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh. So Pocahontas got kissed. Brave didn't get kissed. Oh, so you know what? I don't know. She she doesn't talk about Merida. So. Um, but there may be a reason for not knowing Merida because she kind of doesn't look anything like Merida so true because I know Princess Jasmine definitely got kissed and like she went Princess Leia on everybody like sir yeah no they definitely wouldn't (laughs) they wouldn't be showing her that I never Um, realized you were so handsome (laughs) jaw drop love that scene poor Yaga oh my god I'm like going down the list, mental list of like princesses. Ariel definitely got kissed. Belle, did Belle get kissed? Yeah. And the last, At last, the last, last scene. It's like making out with the beast. Well, not Prince making beast. out, but. Like, yeah. they could like end the movie. Like, congratulations. Yay. <laughs> it's over. Shake hands and like laps <laughs> and rounds of applause. Um, so yeah, but she, she likes so she was really into uh, Frozen, Elsa, and uh, Anna, and then I got her talking about Moana. She goes, you know what? She looks like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she kind of does. And that's uh, great, because in therapy, we um we need to help. It's hard for kids, especially at that age, to really express themselves um, for whatever, because sometimes it's trauma-related, and sometimes it's like mental um, health-related um, yeah. that they literally and intellectually cannot express themselves so we end up having to use characters and 
um, emotes and everything to help these kids express themselves in ways that are healthy and self-explanatory for us as adults. Yeah. So, so, um, so and I, I kind of want to go back, like kids, parents will do the, uh, they just have these temper tantrums and they're just like going crazy all the time. And it's, it's like, okay, you have a conversation with your kid or, you know, I'll have a conversation with your kid and the kid is very intelligent. And what we find out is most of the time, these kids really just don't, uh, high IQ, low EQ. So high intelligence, low emotional quotient. So they're unable to express themselves emotionally, which is what causes temper tantrums, which then goes back to, we start using, um, pop figures, cultural figures, um, uh, those little happy faces to start teaching them emotions. And one of my favorite things are my emotes, um, which are these really cute little action figures that look like little monsters. And um, so they get to play inside tell me. out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're sort of like inside out. That's actually, you know what? That's another good one. I should actually introduce to her inside out. I don't think she's seen that one yet. See? Thank you for reminding me of that. Yay. Um, I helped. <laughs> you helped. <laughs> Yay! I get a cookie. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a sticker later. <laughs> if you so, can see my um, smile. So these these are great ways for us to help kids uh, start to identify emotions. The emotes are great because they're toys. They're they're hard plastic, so they're very durable, um, and they kind of move, so they can play with them and kind of tell me a story about why uh, the emote is feeling the way it's feeling um, so that this way I can kind of get a feeling of where they're at with their emotions. And that in my agency, the therapists, they usually use, um, they don't have like cool toys sometimes, um, but they often use play therapy. And so, and they have a lot of charts which had like basically emojis on their walls. And so it was like, which emoji are you feeling today? And it's anywhere from between happy to like super angry. And you just see them everywhere and they do it in different versions. So you'll see like maybe emotes um, or it'll be a color spectrum. What color do you feel today? Do you feel blue? Do you feel red? Do you feel pink? And like, and ask those questions to these kids, which is, and once you find out like what their favorite color is, that's usually the color that they feel when they're at their like happiest. Oh like, my god, I what happens if you get a really emo kid? I feel black. <laughs> oh god. That'd be that'd be weird. <laughs> I would I would probably be like, okay. But you know what? If I understand that that's what he identifies as his happy place, it wouldn't it wouldn't be too hard of a problem. It would be if I did not know that that was his happy place, then I'd and be he like, just came out and said I feel black. Yeah, and you'd be like, um, first of all, you're not <laughs> and then it'd be like okay well what if he's what if he's black and emo he could be black and emo then i'll be like more power to you sister sister soldier like i don't know <laughs> but um but that's also why we use like things that are like more tangible blank. yeah more tangible that's a good word ten dollar word for the day so, tangible that's that's my dictionary word of the day yay <laughs> Use it in a sentence. Um, use it in a sentence. Winnie the Pooh is tangible. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, 
Winnie the Pooh was like one of the first things that they started using in children's therapy for cognitive therapy, right? Yes. So they would use um, the characters, Eeyore. Eeyore's like the very, like those very simple emotions of um, Eeyore making, saying, I feel sad. Um, Bunny, um, Mr. Rabbit, meaning I feel, I'm feeling paranoid and neurotic right now. Um, Tigger, if you're feeling like super jumpy and off the wall and you can't control yourself. And it helped these kids express how they were feeling in ways that the therapist... So what was Piglet? He's like the the scared one. I'm like, Pooh Bear, can we do this today? And I feel so bad for Piglet. I always wanted to give Piglet a hug. He needed a hug. He was pink and he needed a hug. Okay. And Winnie the Pooh is what? I forgot. What was Winnie the Pooh? He was like... Useless. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I really don't like Winnie the Pooh. You hate him so much. So mean. I am, I'm sorry. If I saw a Winnie the Pooh furry, I would probably light him on fire. (laughs) I know. Because didn't they say, like, Christopher Robin was, like, um, was it schizophrenic? Or, yeah. Dude, I never heard that. You never heard that one? No. They were like Christopher. Christopher Robin was the original schizophrenic, and then all of his um, toys were all of his emotions. And so the kid would be, "You're Christopher Robin. Which toy do you want to play with today?" And like that told you how you were feeling. I love cognitive therapy. It it was it's a great area of to look into. So if you guys are bored, look up Winnie the Pooh therapy. It's so cute. Uh, I'm gonna have to because seriously, I didn't I didn't know that they were felt did it that way it was cute i loved it um i have a good reference for it somebody did it recently not recently that's a 19 1992 the royal college of psychiatrists so (laughs) that's not recently yeah that's not recently at all well fine (sighs) but it's still useful isn't but we have other things that we need that we use Especially with today's focus is no longer on Winnie the Pooh, but on superheroes. And so now we have Disney princesses and other superheroes that we can help them identify with instead of Winnie the Pooh. Because I can't say I'm an I'm a grown woman saying I feel like Piglet today, but you can yeah. say I'm feeling on my Wonder Woman. There you go. And you feel a lot more comfortable with yourself, and that's why. And although. I sit there and be like, I'm on my Wonder Woman, and they go, you mean Nubia? I said Wonder Woman. Yeah, why can't she be Wonder Woman? Nubia. You know what? It's weird because being black in geek culture, being a minority at all in in geek culture, you end up being put in niches, especially when it comes to identifying, which is why like the, the, nine, the early 2000s was really great. Yeah, for black teens and uh, minority teens in identifying with superheroes, because that's when yeah. all of that came on TV. Justice League, John, oh yeah. was black. We got rid of Hal Gordon and we got Black Green Lantern. <laughs> I was all the way here for it. He was kind of sexy. Yo. Oh, I actually liked. There was an episode where he actually hooked up with Hot Girl and they had a son. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, let me find out. Get so, that. All right, that was my that was my <laughs> little. Uh, that's my ship. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's like always been my that's always been my ship was 
Yeah, John and Hot, hot Girl. Because although Hot Girl is destined to be with Hawkman for God knows what reason, shut that down. <laughs> I will never be okay with that. But what is what would who do you super um identify with as a superhero? Well. It's kind of funny you said Wonder Woman, because when I was a kid, I really liked Wonder Woman. And I remember at one point somebody saying that I couldn't be Wonder Woman because I'm Puerto Rican. I'm very, very light-skinned Puerto Rican with black hair. I don't know why I can't be Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's kind of like exactly what she looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then somebody introduced me to the Linda Carter TV series, um, which, of course, by that time was reruns. Mm. Um but she's Hispanic. <laughs> so, again. So why couldn't I be Wonder Woman? Um, so I really, really like that. Um, as I grew up, and again, that's like more, I want to say late 90s, 2000s. The question mm. was Montoya from Gotham, Detective Montoya. Yeah. She was, she became the question. She took on the mantle of the question. She has his, uh, his mask, so you don't see her face, but... Like, all of a sudden, the question had long hair and was female-shaped. Like, um, I wonder what that be. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, her superhero skill set was that she was a detective and a martial artist. And I want to say she was, like, a uh, sort of like a sharpshooter. Mm. Um, but, yeah, she was a detective. I'm sorry. I'm going to be sniffling the whole night because I still have this... Cold. Sneezing, aching. Yeah, seriously, I am a NyQuil commercial. Just, <laughs> I finally got my voice back for us to record. Yay! <laughs> um, so I really liked Renee Montoya as the question. Um, and the fact that she was, for those people who don't know, she's also a lesbian. I am not a lesbian, but... <laughs> like, I am not. Action. Um, I'm bisexual, but... It was still really great to see a woman who is considered a minority, even though I'm from New York. I'm sorry. Like, if you walk anywhere down the street, everybody's Hispanic. <laughs> There's more Puerto Ricans in the Bronx than in Puerto Rico. So, yeah. So I never understood how I was the minority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another, that was a, a thing in my... Um my neighborhood too i never really knew that being black was a minority like the num i didn't know numbers wise we were the minority seeing that yeah. like everywhere i go i see 17 million black people so we're yeah. like i until high school i never really encountered black white people except for teachers who like journey into the depths of the hood to come teach <laughs> us exceptionally no, and- black children uh, and I mean, I, d- I have uh, dealt with discrimination at a young age, so I've had to deal with that. But again, um, was really weird. I went to an all Italian school um, yeah. and I was just they were some of the kids were really, really just assholes and they would make fun of me. And so I became a bully uh, and I picked on people. Hey. <laughs> Because that was my, you know, my way of getting back. And I was also very small. I'm not tall at all. Um, I'm not extremely short. short and angry. Yes, I am short and angry. And I was always, like, small and angry. And and so uh, my geek culture was sort of my way of 
getting out. So Wonder Woman, of course, was my big thing. And then, of course, as I grew up, Renee Montoya. And now uh, it's not a cultural thing. It's a body type thing. Um, Faith. I really like her. She's a, a plus size superhero. Backstory for those of us in the back in the back of the um, computer of the comic book store. So Faith is a, a metahuman. She was given powers through sort of a scientific experiment. Um, she could fly. She has super strengths. I think she can. She has like super hearing and everything. Um, and she's plus size, but she's. <sighs> She's that plus size girl who is very shy and self-conscious, but then she kind of becomes Faith and she's just like, hey, screw that. I'm, she, <laughs> she gets, she, she hooks up with this, like, I mean, if you, he's a beefcake. He's also a superhero at one point, um, also, um, and they hook up. He dumps her for a supermodel, but. Uh, of course. Yeah, that's, that's the, the limited backstory I can give you guys, because I don't want to <laughs> go too far. Um, she does have a superhero group that she's with, but I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, because I'm also pseudofetted up, and it's not helping my nose, but everything else is kind of foggy. How many of me are there? How many of me are there? <laughs> yeah, stop the three of you from dancing around screaming. <laughs> Um, but Faith is really great because, um, again, sorry for sniffling, the, uh, seeing her in comics and saying, okay, you know what? It's okay to be plus size. It's okay to like who I am. And it's okay to have days where I don't like who I am. Um, because she can do all of this and she's a superhero. Um, and I mean, my superheroism is kind of being a therapist, but <laughs> you know, I, I can't let the fact that I'm having an off day with the way I look kind of hold me back either. Stop you from your excellence and your yeah, awesome. pretty much. So those those were mine. Leah, well, what's yours? Ooh, what were mine? Well, so when you're black, there were not that many com um female characters, especially in the '90s. But there was obviously one like major TV show that had a black character, and that was X Men. So of course, as soon as that TV show came on, I was introduced to Storm. And so okay, so okay, I found that I re remember that order. So before Storm, I was reading comic books. Okay. So my mom would take me wherever she was going for whatever class she was taking at that moment and mm -hmm. I would find whatever local bookstore there was and so there were a lot of Archie comics so in the Archie comics there was a dance trio called Josie and the B Pussycats oh my god I remember Josie and the Pussycats okay go ahead and in Josie and the Pussycats there was one girl Valerie no yes Valerie <laughs> Josie Valerie okay so yes Valerie was the black girl. She was Who's on tambourine. The, who was the airhead? Cool no. No, who was the Melody airhead? I'm not saying. Air, oh, Melody was the airhead. There you go. So it was Josie, Melody, hi, I'm Melody, and, Va and Val, who's basically, so you guys aren't going to do this in public, right? No? Oh, we're still doing this? All right. Let's go, I guess. <laughs> I, I loved her. She wasn't like a huge character, but she was someone I identified with because she was like, she wasn't a, a hood female, a hood uh -huh. black female. And so because of that, I really would love every time she was in any episode, anytime she was in any comic, um, I would make sure I had that comic. I actually own the Archie and Valerie um, omnibus where they dated and had a child named Star. And Are you serious? Yeah, it's adorable. It's the best thing ever. They 
they did. Oh my dated. god, I, I didn't even know they had that. Yeah, it's my favorite um, Archie comic. Oh my god, um, I'm slacking. <laughs> but I really identified with her when I was only reading. And then when I discovered TV, um, I discovered X-Men. And with X-Men, I discovered Storm. And so Storm is every, every black girl's first cosplay at some point or another. Like, um, if you're chocolate, you will try this cosplay in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. And it's really, and it's nice, and it's cool. Um, some I avoided doing Storm for a long time because I didn't want to get trapped in that, like, trope of being a black cosplayer and having a Storm cosplay. But I honestly always loved Storm because she was in charge. She was a black woman in charge. She, in no matter what series, she answered to no one but Xavier. Yeah. No matter what series it was, no matter what version of it was, she answered to literally no one but Xavier. Xavier. She was nice to everyone, but she didn't take anyone's um, BS. She was always like, so, but I'm Aurora. So do you want me to fix things or nah? And then then lightnings and like, okay, so were you talking to me? Oh, some guy comes and and tries to talk to her. She's like, have you met me? I am. Have you ever seen? Exactly. She like literally was a goddess. Yep. She is a goddess in her in her home country. She is queen of Wakanda. I I don't care what anybody else says that divorce is not counted. She is still married in my heart to in your heart. Yeah. Okay. So so my question because I gotta go there. How, how did you feel about her and Wolverine? Yo, so I had two issues. Okay. A I have a short, really short. Yeah, I have a huge short guy complex. It just it never worked for me. Like if I, you're if I'm taller than you, it never. I need to be able to wear heels. And so the fact that she's like six something and he's like five, four always threw me off because I'm like, he's like, you literally have to break your back to kiss him. How sway? And then again, I basically, my personal belief is that they only hooked them up was so that she, he would have someone who mourned her, mourned him when he died. Oh my God. Wolverine is dead. (laughs) Okay. Now can you go back to Wakanda and get your actual man? Thanks. Like, (laughs) so yeah, I'm, I'm, what I hear you saying <laughs> is that Storm and Black Panther will are, always be. Will always be. Will always be. They were. They were like the first. They were the Jay Z and Beyonce of Black Power <laughs> couples. They were the Obama. They were the Obama and Michelle of Black Power couples. They were not. I'm not gonna say Bobby and Whitney. That's a bad comedy. No, Whatever. <laughs> but they were like this awesome don't do like Ike and Tina either. Oh no. Yeah. Nah. 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 Chill. Eat the cake. Anime. Nah. <laughs> But and like that's also one thing. I wish a, I wish a bitch would. If he came, if anybody came and storm like so, eat the cake anime. She'd be like, oh, how about you cook that cake? Go make me a sandwich, and then maybe I'll eat it. <laughs> she was always that super strong female. And but she was always like the older. She's what I wanted to grow up to be. And then as a teen, like in my late teens, was also when Teen Titans was a thing. So I got a new character to follow, and that was Bumblebee. So she was like legit my first cosplay, and so I will always lo- have love for Bumblebee because she was literally everybody's sassy black friend, and I wanted to. Be, I was her, and I knew that I was her. So I would be like, oh my god. 
no man can um, control me. And then, like, everybody else is like, but she got controlled later. Shut up. That's not the point. See, but that's how I met you is Bumblebee. Exactly. And literally everybody knows me as B from that point forward because I love her character Sadly enough, I remember when I first met you, the first couple of months of, like, kind of hanging out in that Mm -hmm. circle, I thought your name was Bumblebee. And I accepted (laughs) it. The fact is, you want to know how many people still refer to me as B? Like, legitimately, they're like, B. And I'm like, that's me. And so I, I, those, those have always been like the characters that if I have a choice, I will always, I'll always figure out a way to do it. And like Storm is like the greatest. I always wear Storm to work now. Like whenever we have a costume day, I'm just throwing on Storm. Like you wear Storm to work. Yes, I do, and it's I like am proud of it. <laughs> And I like got mad. I got mad at my um, one of the coworkers once because we had a costume party and she forgot to take a picture of me, and so I didn't win the costume party. I was <gasps> like, "So you're telling me that you stopped me from winning my bread and butter? Like, I'm gonna need you, you to do realize this is this is me. This <laughs> is my yeah. This is my entire like. I've never been like they've never seen me like be snarky to anyone, and that was the first time they see me in full snark mode, and they were like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, next year you'll remember, though, won't you? Yep. Okay. Like, take your picture of me now. Thank you. Two snaps in a circle. And I was on my full Amanda Waller, but she's not, she's, I can't, I identify with Amanda Waller when I'm at work and I have to deal with annoying foster parents. <laughs> Amanda Waller. Hey, just sit there. I, like, I, I mm-hmm. hope everybody knows who Amanda Waller is. Oh, God. I hope you do. It'd be sad if you didn't. Because that means you didn't see, like, Batman v Superman, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, um, Deadshot, like, um, wasn't there a Suicide Squad cartoon and the Suicide Squad movie? Yes, the, the, uh, by the way, everybody, the Suicide Squad is Attack on Arkham. Yes. That's, that's the, uh, cartoon you can see. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Just Ooh. FYI, you can rent it or buy it off of that. Um. Oh, but it's on Prime, so isn't, isn't it, is it free? Is it free? No. Is it free? No. Damn it. I said you can rent it or buy it on Prime. Gosh, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so why is it important for kids to be able to find characters like, uh, Val, like Faith, like storm like bumblebee like, like static shock like oh i was just gonna mention static shock too i, I freaking love static. static shock whoop, whoop. he was like he was oh my god i love static shock he was oh he was like it was it was him and trunks in the 90s were like my major crush <laughs> it's about a guy with purple hair and a bowl cut i don't know <laughs> Lord, I I have no comment for that one. But my thing was the thing is that I also loved Richie because it also opened up the doorway to say that you can have friends of any kind, any sort. Yeah. And if you followed um, the Static Shock into the comments, you realize that Richie was LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. And so it was also another like, oh, and like there was no issue with their friendship because of this. He was like, okay, well, hey, I'm gay. And he's like, okay, that's supposed to affect me how. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> like, congratulations, friendship. Like, nothing changes. Yeah. So, uh. But these kids, they need to. The thing is, is that, um, superheroes allow kids to identify and, um, idolize someone who 
a possible option for them to say that if you see only superman batman wonder woman or well not in your case wonder woman but like the big the big three the flash um who are all very all-american white people as a minority you can't really identify with that because that means that in your head means the only way to be successful the only way to be a superhero is is yeah so when you open that door yeah and i mean that goes for that goes for a lot of things across the board kids um you know it's one of the terms we use in therapy all the time is called modeling so kids will kind of do what they see done on a daily basis but the other thing is if they don't have access to characters um film books whatever of people that they can culturally or visually identify as it's kind of hard for them to say okay i can succeed in life also Mm -hmm. um even if it's something like oh my god what was it one of my, my one of the parents had brought his child a book on just it was a picture book too so and it's very relatable for small children because she was about i think she was about seven or eight when when we got her also um and it was like um famous female african-americans nice you know so and one of the th- <laughs> and it was funny because it was the first time i had heard about what was that movie that came out about the uh about hidden the figures? women who worked for NASA. Hidden figures. hidden figures. I was literally just about to mention that. I was like, well, there's Hidden Figures, which is an yeah, awesome. That... It's about three ladies from a sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha, that were all working for NASA. And, like, each of them became, like, the best in their field within NASA in different ways, shape, or form. And you're like, I want to be them one day. And 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 that's exactly what the book did for her. She saw this woman. Um, and dad, dad and mom ended up seeing the movie first, but then took her to see it, too um because they wanted to make sure it was kind of appropriate for her (laughs) um which yay good parents um so he brought her he brought her the picture books and she's like i'm gonna be just like her because i'm gonna work in i want to work with space um and i asked her if she wanted to go to space and she doesn't want to go to space because it's going to be too cold um (laughs) she's she's, is she she black yes (laughs) yeah answer (laughs) answer yes uh she does not like the cold um so she will just work with nasa and she goes they have a a a place in florida so she can go work over there in florida so she could stay warm and that was her response to all of this which i this was like almost like a year or two ago and i still remember this because i thought it was hilarious she was just so adorable but but that's really great because that helps her with her self-identity because we come from a history where we don't see ourselves in stems um science technology engineering and mathematics i got that right um (laughs) i am not a stem kid oh you are you are way above me today because i'm (laughs) still just a mess yeah no i never they can't see me leaking all over everything oh god (laughs) sorry go ahead So the issue was like, I never got the opportunity to be a STEM kid. There's a lot of back reasons behind it. But one of the main concerns was when I was in science classes, they didn't really direct to the girls. They really were like, so boys, you're going to learn how to do things. And then even then they were like, well, you're never real. You guys will never really use this. 
but maybe you might. And I had only one teacher that like pushed me towards being a STEM student, but unfortunately she left before I could really get into it. But she got me to pass my physics exams and that was really strong for me because that almost did not happen. Well, it's funny that you say that because my my favorite science teacher and and I mean, to this day, I still remember her is hilarious. Um, But my favorite (laughs) science teacher. And again, back to that, like I never there there were times where I didn't understand why people said minorities couldn't do things. And again, I don't know why I was considered a minority, but still, whatever. Digressing, because um, that tangent will keep going. Uh, but again, she was my favorite science teacher, and she taught me chemistry. Um, and I mean, if it wasn't for her, chemistry and I probably would not mix. Haha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were like sodium, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Miss Partey that was her name was an African American woman she had to be I, I think she was about my height so 5'2 what is with science teachers and being short I mine, know. Was a, mine was a little Asian lady she was Japanese and she was like the coolest Asian lady she literally came to school with a black guy once and we were all like whoa guys did you know that could happen and she's like yeah I was in a boxing match and we were like what? <laughs> and she was the coolest person ever. And I literally went from failing because I didn't really care about the class. And I went uh. from failing to getting 90s in every test. And it was literally just to prove her wrong. And like, it was great. She pushed me way more than any other class I ever took did. Miss Partey was really, I mean, she was really good at getting everybody involved in classes. But on top of that, chemistry is just difficult because there's math involved. (laughs) Duh, people, there's math involved. You have to do all these stupid equations. (laughs) And I was not good with math. I have dyscalculia, which is sort of like dyslexia, just with numbers. Fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's not cool. Uh, so I never, I was never good at math and she took that and she took me and she kind of was just like, Hey, you can do this. You, you are really good with the chemicals. It's just the kind of equations. And so with her help and, um, my math teacher's help, um, I was really able to kind of grasp it. Um, but you say the short thing. So all the women science teachers I've had, um, were short, but my men science teachers, and honestly, I only had one male science teacher, one, um. <laughs> Mr. Brian Terry, which was like, I adored him. He was great. He was my biology teacher. Super tall. He was like 6'5", 6'7". Yeah. My favorite bio teacher, he hit on my sister. (laughs) That happened. That was the most awkward parent-teacher meeting of my life. My sister came and he was like, oh, so what's your name? And I was like, her name's Married. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Let's get to my grades. Am I passing or not? Okay, can we go now? Do not hit on my sister. That's gross. That's, that's, don't do that. Don't do that. He's happily married now, but it was still gross in the moment. (laughs) So, but, you know, again, it was because of her that I, I didn't think that there would be anything wrong with me wanting to succeed in any of my goals. Um, but it was also because I was able to kind of escape into some of my, uh, comic books, some of my TV shows and find people who were, you know, same as me. Little round, short, angry mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans. Yay! <laughs> that kicked butt. Short and angry. 
Um, but the thing is, so that's why identifying with these um, superheroes is really important because it helps us look for these uh, humans that actually th- fit those criterias for us. Those people who are like, these people are secret superheroes. Yeah. And I don't think I would have paid attention to my physics teacher if I hadn't already been into like mangas and like super, like little Asian people who are secretly superheroes. And I find out she's secretly a, a box. I was like, oh my God, she's a superhero. I started paying attention to her. Like, it helps you identify with inner strength to say, yes, like normal people can have these inner strengths. And it helps you with your own self-esteem because some of these people to say that even if you can't be yourself, you can always be, you can always be seen in your favorite character. And sometimes that's, that leads to why people enjoy um, cosplaying. That's leads into why people enjoy and into start writing and making comic books for themselves because they've been seeing these characters and they identify identify it to the point that they want to make their own yeah which makes I mean, it now, so cute and awesome how much you wanted that all the our favorite photographers are secret peter parker fans oh my god they, <laughs> i i think a lot of photographers go in going oh i remember peter parker was a photographer journalist superman <laughs> i don't know how i don't billionaire know many <laughs> i don't like, know like i'm gonna be a billionaire <laughs> yeah i know so it was like who's the philanthropist uh playboy that we can say is modeled after bruce wayne um, um i don't know iron man okay but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so wrong or Iron Man. What? Listen, Iron, Iron Man's you got you got to have respect for for Iron Man too, because I mean Bruce I Wayne is still kind of just like I'm I'm Batman and Iron he Man hasn't married Penny Potts yet. Oh, Tony Tony Stark is like, dude, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> and that's how like, his home got blown up, idiot. How many times? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let count. count the ways. <laughs> But still, you know, it, it's it, it's helpful in therapy also, because if I have to get a client who, again, very intelligent and can talk to me about pretty much everything, but can't emotionally express themselves, I'm going to use things like emotes and I'll put a link to emotes, um, where to buy them or whatever, um, because they are, they, they're again, little action figures, they're little monsters. They don't look like anybody. They're just like little characters that the kids can tell me a story about. But if I want them to kind of relate to me a little bit better, I may choose uh, a superhero that they have told me that they liked or that they think they can be like or they want to achieve um, something like them. And I'll bring that over and I'll say, well, why do, why do you like this superhero? Or one of my favorite questions is, what is in this superhero that you see that is just like you? What do you see in yourself that's in the superhero? Which make which brings us back to that um gosh dag nabbit book that you referred me to, the Superman in foster care. <laughs> irredeemable people again i will put a link to irredeemable actually one of the things i will be putting a link to is um of course geek therapy which we're on their network because they are doing the geek therapy library but i will also be putting a link to i have to ask what it's exactly called but it's literally a directory of comic books that can be used in therapy so if there are other therapists who are listening to this 
and want to know more you can literally cross reference and say like batman and foster care or you can do because there is an episode there is a comic book about batman and foster care by the way but you can also do you can you can literally put in foster care and it'll come up with different superheroes or uh, comic books that will address it you can talk about uh self-esteem issues family issues um and it'll come up with different comic books so i will definitely link to link to that in the um show notes got you we on this we're here now okay <laughs> i'm done now no um we need these characters we don't get that many of them like legitimately if you were to look up like top 10 greatest black cat female characters black male characters you just see a lot of repetition because a lot of the time it's a lot they don't have much to pull from so if i have only 15 choices then the top 10 isn't really going to change that no and And, and i mean it's it's, sadly enough it's kind of the same with hispanic characters yeah and like even minorities you still end up with the same like five people will always be in there like top five um top 10 um greatest minority character storm like okay thanks we've seen you like 15 million times i know you're awesome but can we have other options and the greatest thing about going into for me when i went into cosplay was that i was um given a window into um all of these new characters like misty knight and vixen and monica rambeau who was like the original miss marvel oh yeah the original captain marvel and then like but somebody took the name cough cough and she became i think photon so she became photon after that but she still maintained her same powers but she was like a leader at one time um for a couple of teams and i never knew about her nubia is another one that didn't know about until like pretty recently i'm lying i knew about her but like wasn't i wasn't aware of her importance until recently and so a lot of these characters you just did not know about because we didn't talk about them we didn't know about them they didn't get an episode on x-men or whatever channel tv show or justice league or whatever even on justice league unlimited when they had all of the characters there was still not that many black females as options there was a couple of episodes of vixen da, 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 da. that's it <laughs> which is also why when teen titans introduced us to bumblebee i was like yes you're here now so what's up i i think like if you go on like, i mean if you go on buzzfeed they of course have, always have a list on something so you have uh i think the 15 most the 15 most important latin superheroes i think it was something like that and they had ones that i've never heard of before but i think that's because they kind of reaching no not reaching but like it was old comics that never really blossomed (laughs) so um, and again if i'm wrong if i'm wrong do tweet at me hit me up on facebook let me know that i am a moron that's fine um tell her she's a moron I will yell at you. Yeah. Um, I I will yell at you too. But like, you think that's gonna stop me? But you can still yell at me. I'm gonna say, (laughs) yell at me. But don't expect me to sit there and be like, okay, well, thanks. Uh, So like, yeah, I know, right? White Tiger, who is Hector Ayala. Tell me if you've heard any of these. White Tiger is actually in um um amazing or ultimate ultimate spider-man i don't know it says for uh hector was the first puerto rican superhero in comics and marvel's first latino superhero yeah so the girl who took her spot took his spot um uh-huh. she is actually a character in 
amazing ultimate spider-man the pretty recent edition of mm-hmm. spider-man that was out i think it should have been canceled by now i'm not certain but it was out a couple like the, about five is that the ago. is that the new uh spider-man who is african-american and hispanic no not Ma- not miles morales it's miles the old, morales it's, no it's an it's an older it's still um, peter parker yeah it's still peter parker he's like this one has like emojis he, he's basically like a teen deadpool in this version and this is also the one where there's a lot of deadpool like references in that um scene like in that version of spider-man there's a lot of deadpool crossover episodes um but she is actually in that series like the fir- at least the first three or four episodes she's like a major character for for him and he's supposed okay. to lead her in the event in like the mini avengers okay so that that was White Tiger, but this was Hector Ayala. I don't know who the chick is that you're talking about. The chick that took the White Tiger spot. Yeah. Like, he dies randomly. He just dies randomly. I don't remember uh, the story why he dies, but he definitely dies. Uh, Araña, which is Anya Corazon. Uh, she is why you should know her she's everything spider-man wishes he was oh. not only does he ki- not only does she kick ass with the same super abilities that spider-man has but she can speak two languages boom bitch <laughs> mic drop um in espanol so Mike yeah drop in espanol <laughs> So spider physiology, superhuman speed, stamina, agility, and reflexes, wall crawling, and webbing ability. Uh, and that's also a marvel. Of course, the question, Rene Montoya, martial arts and firearm proficiency, the pseudoderm mask is what makes her appearance faceless and helps her retain anonymity. Uh, so the question, superhero name, blah, blah, blah. She's also one of the first queer females of color to emerge from the DC Comics universe. Okay, so tell me if you've ever heard of this one el gato negro <laughs> so this is augustine guerrero who's the black cat except spanish yeah so he's basically known as the latino batman oh. but instead of coming from privilege and wealth he works as a social worker by day welcome to our jobs so so wait we're represented twice nice <laughs> We're here now, so what's up? This is by Azteca Productions. So it's not a major, like, comic book name brand. Hmm. Because I've actually never heard of Azteca. Azteca Productions. So I'm sorry, people. Um, If, again, if this is, like, if I'm just really out of the loop, then tell me I'm out of the loop. Victor Moncha. like low-key high-key hispanic like world that we have no ideas going on in the geek culture that they just have not yeah i know it's just like you're not what no sorry yeah victor mancha is also from marvel uh he's basically frankenstein of the super world superhero world half human half cyborg nice so and i like the way they said makes you realize that the world needs more robots of color to save the day (laughs) i'm sorry did they forget cyborg just saying yeah Cyborg is a robot. Just, just saying. Just, just saying. Just throwing that out there. My bad. Firebird, which is uh, Bonita. Uh, I don't know her last name because the thing is, my screen is messed up. Sorry at the moment. Also, social worker. Yay! We in here. Woo! Wait, 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 wait. So also Marvel. When she's not busy saving the day, she counsels Thor. Thor sees a therapist. I believe it. He yeah. needs a therapist. He got so, like so I mean, many issues. That's like some serious like family issues. He got like his brothers tried to kill him multiple times. He's not sure who his father is at this point because 
dad is like technically missing i guess like mom he's had to deal with mom like loving um loki more and he's like dating a girl from an entire different world which means there's like a whole bunch of like sex problems probably going on there lord and he's like a god and like coming in like i'm messing with you plebeians oh my god (laughs) so of course and and uh I'm not going to go through the whole list, but of course, my favorite, of course, is now Miss Ma- Miss America. Mm. I adore her right now. Um, America Chavez. Um, so she's fought crime alongside Loki, Hulkling, and Wiccan. Um, so she happens to be the first la- Latina to carry the Miss America name after being previously held by two white women. And of course, she's openly gay also. Woo! So, and of course, Blue Beetle. Because if you guys Blue don't Beetle. know, Blue Beetle is Hispanic. I don't know what. Yeah, that's like kind of like super duper. Like one of the more obvious. Hispanic yeah, that ones. one. He was not in the closet with being Hispanic. In that one. <laughs> like, I'm here. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but we've gotten, so lately we've gotten a lot of like female geniuses. Is um, is um. Yeah. We have Riri Williams, which is the new, mm-hmm. not Iron Man. I know, Iron, we keep Iron talking Heart. about Iron Man. Uh, what is it? What is it? Ironheart? Yeah, Ironheart. I was like, Iron Maiden. I thought you, I sincerely thought they were going to go with Iron Maiden, but then I, they were like, there's a whole bunch of like suing problems that would have happened. So. Yeah, apparently there was a heavy metal band that I listened to yeah. called Iron Maiden. I've never heard of probably them at wonder. all. At all. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Ruby Williams became Ironheart, and so she is the next generation of Iron Man who, like, and she's like, super she i would have identified with her growing up Uh because she's actually she dealt with a lot of things that i dealt with growing up like being a little bit too smart for my neighbors too smart for my um for my class at times and feeling out of place because of that and in the same time trying to blend in and then dealing with like violence because i've dealt with a lot of um gang violence when i was in high school and so it was really interesting to see someone that I would have really identified with her. And she has um, 4C here, so she is natural to the gods. Thank you for that Afro shake. Still trying to figure out how, <laughs> how that hair fits in that mask. Because that Helmet? is true black girl Oh my magic. god. Like, think about it. How did she get it out? In that is true black girl magic right there. I would kill to know how she did that because you want to know how many wigs I would be wearing right now if I knew how to do that. Let me let you know. <laughs> let me count the ways. So, but she's really cool. There's another one. Um, I don't remember her name, but she has a dinosaur. She's like a little. She's like a little five year old. Oh, oh, oh my God! I was just looking at her comic the other day. Oh. And she's adorable, and I just want to hug her because I feel like that's all she needs in the world because she's adorable and she's like supposed to be smarter than like everybody combined. And it's just like, but I'm here now because I want to play with my dinosaur. And Mike, you're cute. But I do want to recognize our past characters. And I'm going to make a note and talk about Power Rangers. So there were, well, I remember distinctly there were a lot of black females. Oh, yeah. That's right. The Yellow Ranger for a... Yeah. So they've been bouncing around lately. There's there's a new one now. She's a pink, the black girl is a pink ranger. Very proud of you. We stepping up. Woo! But like, they stop being racist <laughs> and quit making it the yellow razor. Yay! There's a fly in my mouth, <laughs> and like it's. Like, oh, I thought you were just randomly clapping off key because <laughs> I'm just losing it. 
Oh my god, we are so gone today. Sorry. But like, Sorry. Yeah. In the back in the days when Trini left, we got a new character as the Yellow Ranger, which was Aisha. And it's crazy because after after the original team left, I pretty much stopped paying attention. So it was really crazy growing up and seeing so many friends and saying who immediately said I identified with Aisha growing up. I identified with her and I was like I didn't watch TV like that. So who the hell is this Aisha girl? <laughs> but like I remembered her, but I never identified with her as I did. But there was another black girl who was after Aisha, who's probably the like goat. She sat there like she had she had such swag. She turned a guy who was obviously a player, who was obviously like the the star jock on in her school. And he wanted to cheat so he could just get a good grade. And she told him basically that she would not date him or talk to him if he cheated. And he sat there and was like, "I, right, you got it. And I was like, what kind of magic is that, ma'am? <laughs> what? Girl. And she sat there and her always, makeup was always on 90s fleek. Like, lip liner and everything. I didn't understand it. And that, by then, like, Tommy was way too old to be in high school. I'm pretty certain he was, like, 21 at this point. But whatever. It's probably, like, 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he forgot some I'm credits. sorry. I went there. <laughs> he forgot some credits. He was a super senior. He was a super-duper senior. How was he still in school? Yeah. Bulk and Skull graduated before him. Damn. This is true. <laughs> Oh, that's so wrong. Oh my god. Like, Bulk and Skull were not even bright, yeah. so I don't even know how they did, but no whatever. Whatever. Thank you, no child left behind. <laughs> uh. But yeah, it was always interesting to see new characters, um, minority characters, and minority characters that did not fit stereotypes, so not like sassy. Oh my god. It, the 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 Latino gangbanger oh or player or, or the black like um angry black friend like oh my god I will fight him for you. Oh. I got this right now. No you don't sit down. You live in <laughs> you live in nine oh two one oh you have not one ghetto bone in your body. Sit down <laughs> stop it before you start. I'm sure 90210 has some ghetto in it. <laughs> okay. Little bit. Little bit. 90211. Little. little. <laughs> 90212. <laughs> oh my gosh, she doesn't live here. That was a legit episode. One girl was like, she was just a little bit poorer than everybody else. And they were like, oh my god, she lives in 90211. <sighs> and then we even big to do like she got kicked almost got kicked out of school i was like this is unnecessary wait wasn't andrea poorer than yeah. everybody anyway so all right well and and she married a little hispanic uh, boy of course. yeah that was i think our rant <laughs> on being able to you know the ability to find ourselves in uh in you know <laughs> comic books tv things like that again i will be putting links uh in the show notes to everything we kind of discussed today mm. so i will probably put a, a link to the list the buzz buzzfeed list and um i think it's called comicspedia was what i was talking about earlier Yay. and of course one to geek geek therapy to so the geek therapy library um 
and you can contact me because if you if I said anything wrong and you are very very offended by what I said, uh, you could reach me at catmft on uh, Twitter or at Geeks Fam Therapy on Twitter. Uh, we also have our Facebook page, <laughs> which is at Geeks Family Therapy. Leah, how are people reaching at you? LFB, that is me. LFB, a with three E's. LFB, hey, I got a Valentine song. Oh, hey. Okay, so we're gonna add Leah's theme song oh my God. to this because she's lost a damn That's mind. A Guys, it's late. It's not my fault. We're blaming Cat because we're gonna blame we're gonna blame me because my my caseload has uh I I'm having issues with my caseload at work and then on top of that I also lost my case manager so I'm doing all the work now. Oh my god, by myself with my caseload um so intakes discharges cast meetings which are meetings uh interagency meetings uh everything i am handling myself oh. uh because i don't have a case manager anymore so if anybody's in pennsylvania <laughs> and is looking for a job as a case manager and can really hey. do it yeah let me know let me know <laughs> uh so we will be back uh, on our regular schedule, we are back to our regular schedule now that um, my my schedule will be a little bit more um, in my own hands. So I can kind of say yes, unless there's a, a crisis with one of my clients and I have to kind of go deal with that. We will be recording at our regular scheduled time. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, much love. <laughs>